Hi, welcome to Folks Podcast. This is episode three, and I decided, I should say, that I wanted to do something a little bit different this time. So instead of listening to me uh, tell someone else about a cool person from Montana history, I'm actually sitting down talking to a cool person from right now. Um, Halicia Hubbard, Missoula artist, uh, sat down with me and we talked about her audio piece, My Neighbor, My Sister. Uh, in that audio piece, she got five different women to talk about their experiences with sexual assault. And um, it's a short piece. It's only about seven minutes long. And all the women rema- remain anonymous. Um, it's a difficult thing to listen to, but it's very good. And I think it's really important. So if you would like to listen to that before listening to this episode, you can find it at www. <laughs> Is that necessary to say anymore? I don't think so. Uh, soundcloud.com slash Halicia, H-A-L-I-S-I-A. And I'll link to that on my website and on my Facebook page and wherever I link this. Um, so thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoy. Like it just made me so delicate to the outcomes of I was like ready for our first woman president. I was like here I am, like, an exposed woman, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for our first female leader to, like, blaze the trail and to, like, you know, like, all of our empowerment and, um, you know, I'm, like, ready for a government that's going to support me and believe me and, um, around 10 p.m. I started, like, breaking down because even if Hillary won at that point, I was, like, so offended, um, because I felt like I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be believed by my peers. I felt like hence, people who have abused me or will abuse me in the future um, can still go on to, like, literally be, the, like, to hold the highest position in the country. So while I, so while I was going through that, obviously everyone around me was also going through that. Because there was these, um, there were girls just bawling and, like, clutching each other in these big huddles. Um... And I went to the bathroom because I needed to, like, gain my composure. And there was a girl on the floor um, in the fetal position and hysterics on the phone. Um, and then a girl in the bathroom stall, like, violently puking. And eventually when I left, there was, like, a like a, like, a kind of an absurd amount of, like, puke, like, outside of the top hat, just, like, on the streets and the sidewalk. And, uh, and then... Further down the street, like, these two people, these two men got in a fight, um, in the sidewalk, or in the crosswalk, and, yeah, it was just, like, very... I, that's so, it is so interesting to me that there are so many people throwing up, and, because I felt that, I did, I felt like I wanted to throw up, and I did cry, and I was really upset, and I was with all these guys who were, like, um oh, man, wow, yeah, this is really bad. And I was like, no, you don't understand. (laughs) This is really bad because this is the world telling me you don't matter. Um, audio clip. Is that what you're calling it an audio clip? I'm going, I've been calling it an audio piece. An audio piece. Okay, yeah. so it's <laughs> an art piece that is audio. And mm-hmm. you have it on a SoundCloud, and you showed it at, it was at a show, right? Where was it at? Two artists uh, reached out to me, um, Adelaide Every and Alicia Hartis. They reached out to me because they were doing 
an art exhibition um, regarding their own um, experiences with sexual assault um, during their childhood. Oh, okay. And so they and I had interviewed one of their associates, and she kind of got me in touch. Like, this like might work for your show, and so yeah, they reached out to me, and I was like, "Well, hot dog, sounds like I'm finishing up a piece this week." Right. So you're um, already working on this piece about sexual assault in relation to the election of Donald yeah. Trump. Okay. So there's five people kind of sharing their um, their experiences and like different levels of detail. Um, of their sexual assault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the last woman, who was the first woman I interviewed, so it was really, that was a very, like, intense, it was, like, my most poorly handled interview, I think, but it was definitely the most, like, raw, mm-hmm. um, cause she, she was the one who had talked about, um, she had an assault during childhood, oh, and mm-hmm. then had a couple that I didn't include in the but then, like, through her adolescence, um, right. she had like experiences and and she's a, like very intelligent like psychology student oh, um wow. like really well spoken and then at the end of our interview she just kind of fell apart um yeah you can hear that <clears throat> so i actually yeah. want to read yeah. what she said at the end so she said um the way we think about women is what allows this stuff to keep happening to us so when the nation decided Donald Trump was fit to be our president, I feel like they forgot every single person who's ever been victimized. So that's where you were coming from, right? Yeah. That's what you talked about as your um, your experience on election night when you were at the top hat. Yeah. And that's that's, that's what you're feeling, basically, almost exactly, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I, tell me more about that. Yeah, I just felt like um, that, let me let, let you forget, you forget every person who's been victimized is like, and that's, and that's been coming up a lot too. You know, it's like Trump supporters aren't, we're not all racist. It's like, but you allowed very like horrible things to be said. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, we're not all sexist, but Donald Trump did disgusting things to women and you said it's okay. Like the fact that that's not enough to disqualify someone to be the leader of our nation is like mind blowing to me. It's so offensive. Yeah. It's offensive to people who have been assaulted and it's offensive to people who think that assault is bad. Mm -hmm. Right? Who even if you haven't experienced that, if you just agree that people shouldn't try to grab people by the pussy, right? Which he said himself, and then all twelve women have varying degrees uh who came forward before the election have varying degrees of assault. And then there's like we said, there is also the minor who was suing him in a civil lawsuit and dropped the charges after after the election. So that's, I mean, that's a lot of people that mm-hmm. came forward and talked about their experiences with Trump um, as a sexual uh, predator. Well, I'm really glad that you made it. It's extremely powerful, and um, I hope that, I hope that people listen to it. I hope that people listen to this episode and think maybe I should listen to Alicia's podcast or Alicia's um, audio piece because I I'm my Facebook group my Facebook friends are bipartisan. <laughs> I, I have I have friends on both sides of the aisle, um, and I really I think that this is something that shouldn't be partisan, mm-hmm. right? Sexual assault should not be an issue for Democrats. It should be an issue right. for all people, mm-hmm. especially 
when conservatives and people who are, people who are, um, you know, typically Republican also have this code of like honor. And I don't understand how that falls short of taking care of sexual assault survivors. To me, it seems like somebody who teaches, you know, the like gentlemanly cowboy, like (laughs) gentlemanly cowboy should be worried that his president's a sexual predator. Such a huge face. And to think about the people that you know and care about that voted for Trump Mm-hmm. with knowing, yeah, knowing that, like, people I know that voted for Trump who know me and know my experiences and still said, no, he should, he should, he should um, run the country. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And we're not, not only should he run the country, we're not going to hold him accountable. Like, cause what if they had put him into power and then they were like, but hey, we're going to actually hold you accountable for this stuff and make you apologize publicly and like make you go put you through the ringer because you know i mean obviously like i mean that was never gonna happen and it it doesn't even make sense but like they didn't even give a shit yeah no one even cared and i have uh, have yet to find any situation where he like really where anyone really talks about the allegations against him yeah because he has not really talked about it if Except I mean, for to deny it. If any politician brings it up, you know, it's like, you know, I can't, you know, I can't speak. Like, no, like that, you know. <laughs> like, it's I mean, the, I mean, the pussy grabbing thing, like, case in point, like, that wasn't even, it, that had no face to it. You know, it was mm-hmm. like a woman, but there was, you know, it was womankind, not a direct person. And here's all these situations where we have people you can Google that. I, like, did. I Googled, like, the face of every single one because I was like, you're a person. I'm yeah. here and I'm listening to you. Yeah, and, there, and there, it was, there's this theme. Well, I guess I want to get to that after we talk more about about your piece. But um, there, for one thing with the Trump's, uh, the tr- allegations against Trump, there's a theme of him um, just using his body to do something to a woman that they didn't ask for, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, painful, physically harmful, or it wasn't a rape in most situations, mm-hmm. right? It's just, like, either him kissing her or touching her inappropriately. Yeah. And that is really interesting because there isn't, it's not, it's not rape. Right. Okay. I have a lot of feelings about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, um, y- yeah, because I was, because I felt that as I was reading it, I was like, well... You know, he, like, kissed her on an elevator, like, that's, like, or whatever. It was, like, in the in the kids' room or something. Yeah. Like, you know, he, like, put his hand up her skirt, and that was it. And I'm, like, I'm, like, wow, yeah, you know, that'd be awkward. But, like, that's not assault. But in the moment, like, this woman doesn't know that he's not about to rape her. Yeah, and also to normalize that, right? Because I do that, yeah. too, in my head where I'm, mm-hmm. like, you, you kind of think, like, oh, I guess it's not as bad. And then it's, like... No, no, no. Yeah. That has, if a man came up to me and did that to me, I would start bawling. I'd call my dad. My dad would get mad. You know, I would like, especially in these situations where he did it, where it's everyone's sober. It's Mm -hmm. in the daytime. You know, you can't, obviously, um, that doesn't matter at all. Right? Even women women who are drinking do not uh, deserve to be raped. But there's no, no way that you can look at these situations that these women reported and say that was her fault. Right? right? And still, it wasn't 
Sorry, keep going. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, all of that, for sure. And, like, and, and that in our culture, like, that it has to be so, so vile to, to elicit any sort of shock response. Like, it has to be a 13-year-old that we're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's, oh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, also, like, it is assault to surprise kiss a married woman like you're yeah. a business associate yeah um and that because you're using your power over her yeah. you're eliciting you're taking the power that you hold mm-hmm. just um fundamentally as a white man and also as a very wealthy white man and also as a business partner who might be higher up than her or maybe not and you're taking that power and you're doing something physically against their will yeah and, and there's the isolated cases of, like, that he did this, that he hurt individual people. But this also just speaks to, um, like, him as a person. Like, this is how he sees anyone he considers, like, lower down from him. Anything that he wants, he feels mm-hmm. like he has control of and he has power of and he can he can do whatever he wants. He can wants. do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And so that is just, like, a huge indicator of this being a very, like, unsound human being Mm -hmm. and if you take it away from a personal level even just from a very like analytical if I was another white man who somehow did not (laughs) care Mm -hmm. um that this was assault and like didn't care about people on an individual level even in a selfish way you should be like hmm he's scary (laughs) yes yes exactly it's kind of so you said that when you were at the office when you were at work you um, we're talking about your night, your experience yeah. uh, on election night, and then somebody didn't understand, right? So yeah. tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, so the next day I went into the office, um, and I was talking to my coworkers and, um, and there were a few people who belonged to different minorities in our office. And so we were all kind of talking about our different, um, just our different experiences that night, um. And so I was talking about the top hat in particular, about these, like, very visceral reactions from the people around me, um, which to me did not feel, uh, like, faked. Like, they felt so real. Like, you can't, like, no one's, like, this girl isn't putting on a show by bawling in the bathroom. She obviously went somewhere that was the most private place that she could go to to have this phone call. And, like... And so I was, so I was talking about this just to be like, shit, ain't this real? Like, I was feeling it, and so were these other people. And my coworker was like, she was, like, was so rude. She was like, give me a break. Like, oh, you crybabies. Um, and, like, I just thought, just this total, like, conservative, like, yo, snowflake. Like, whine about yeah. it all you want when it happened. And, um... And he's generally, he's a good guy, but he just comes from a very, like, blue-collar background. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so that's, that's kind of what made me decide that I wanted to make the piece and that I wanted to talk about it because I thought that everyone, I thought that everyone understood and would have empathy mm-hmm. for the people who were emotionally affected by the election, um... And I realized that there was just this disconnect there. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's made me want to... There's a lot of people that... A, a, a lot of people that basically live in a different world from us. Because mm-hmm. we think of, you know, we think of trauma and sexual assault um, as being this, like, really important issue that, mm-hmm. you know, we all know a lot about. You know, everyone in my life 
everyone in my personal social circle is knows the statistics, knows people that have been assaulted, knows it's a big deal. And then you just take one step outside that circle and people don't know. There's a couple, there's a theme in the show. So as there's these five women talking and they're all sharing experiences, um, sharing their own personal experiences of sexual assault. And they're, it's really hard to listen to. It's really eye-opening. It's really sad, obviously. And it's also really short. It's only seven and a half minutes. Yeah, it's really short. Um, so, uh, but I noticed there is definitely that theme of people not reporting and not wanting to tell their friends and, or, um, and so people who listen to it, I, right. I've heard a lot of people who are, um, uh, not understanding say things like, why didn't they report? Why didn't they leave this person? Right. So what do you say to that? So when I, so yeah, so when I started reaching out to people, I was like, a quarter of the people, like, we'll see. I do not believe that statistic, I do not believe that statistic anymore. The, the, at a, all. a quarter of all women have yeah. experienced sexual assault. Because I was like, right. I was waiting, it was like every person, I was like, okay, well maybe hopefully, like, the people who haven't experienced it will know someone else and then they can point. And oh my god, it was like all but, I reached out to over a dozen women, all but two were like, this happened to me and I would love to talk about it. Um, which was even more surprising to me that people did want to discuss it. Mm -hmm. Um, people want to be heard so badly. Yeah. And, and with my story, with coming forward and like telling people and then facing some rejection, um, that made so, it made so much sense to me that I'm like, oh, these, like when women know, or people, but in my case, I talk to only women, um, like when women know that they're going to be understood and accepted um there's a lot they have to say Mm -hmm. but this is such a personal um just like a yeah personal aspect of this individual and like so it's like so deep um Mm -hmm. like it's like they're the core of their being has informed everything that they've done to then have that story be rejected or like belittled Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it can, uh, can, like, really mess you up, and that's what happened to so many of these women, is, like, right after it happened, they did tell people, and then were just shut down, like, by right. their mothers that's... or their friends, and, and that, um, I, yeah, I, I think, like, I mean, that's why, it's because it's, like, so, it's, like, it's so accepted. Yeah, it's, like, the most, um. It's, like, one of the most, like, sacred parts of our being when that is damaged. Like, that's bad enough. But for then, for anyone to tell you that that's not that big of a deal or to tell you that they don't believe you is a whole other, is a whole other level. Because we know that the person who hurt us, we know that person's damaged and we know that that person's wrong. Mm-hmm. But then for our, for our communities to accept that or to for continue our, to accept yeah, them as people for while our, you live yeah, in the shadows and your for sadness. Our, yeah, for our yeah. community to excuse that behavior mm-hmm. hurts on it makes you feel sp- like so much more um like endangered mm-hmm. in a day to day 
way. And in a, and in a way that, like, I am not going to tell people because I don't want to know what they're going to say. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. it makes me scared to be in future relationships because I don't want to have to tell someone yeah. that this happened to me and that, that this is, like, a sore thing because I don't want... Because that, that would ruin it. Like, yeah. No, that would ruin me. Yeah. yeah. No, I can 100%. I 100% understand. Um, it's, it's, it's so scary. I mean, for me, um, I wrote about this in The Independent a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was when the Missoula book came out. And a lot of people were coming to the bookstore and talking shit about sexual assault. And I was just getting, like, so mad just every day I was so mad (laughs) and they were just saying such and they would just assume that I agreed with what they were about to say and then they would say it and I would just want to punch (laughs) them so hard but I was at work and I it was just it was horrible so I wrote about it in the paper and um which was pretty crazy experience but it was basically this feeling of being like you feel like you have to say okay this happened to me and yes it is sexual assault and here's all the reasons why you know, like, like, here's what happened, and then defend it immediately, and then say, and I'm allowed to be hurt, because assault does this, and that, you know, trauma is this, and define your terms, and explain why you're allowed to have pain. Right. You know, and it's just, it's so crazy, because we know, we understand it so fully why it hurts, and then to have to explain it to people. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, <laughs> I mean, you're, like, an eloquent educated woman like what if all of these victims who are kids or uneducated or just aren't ready or like have been raised in a way that they exactly and and that's where all those like women votes for trump come is like that like internalized misogyny like that hurts me (laughs) like that to imagine how many people um you're like in the rust belt who have been assaulted and don't realize like Mm -hmm. they think that's just part of life life. Mm um yeah and no I completely I was gonna um, ask you about that about you know why did the majority of educated white women vote for Trump knowing all the things that we know Uh, I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I I, it has to be just a different I, I mean I remember what it was like to be in high school, and I, um, we, like, so, especially in cheerleading, like, I grew up with almost exclusively, like, male best friends, um, and, and so I, you know, you know, fancied myself a, you know, a a guy's girl, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, and in cheerleading especially, like, we had a really large, like, stunt crew, um, so we had, like, a bunch of, like, the, the stunt studs, so it was, like, half, it was, like, yeah, unusually, like, equal representation among, um, males and females, um, in cheerleading, and I, yeah, and I kind of remember what it was like, you know, turning, like, turning against girls to be accepted by the men, um, I mean, like, yeah, not, not, not pulling the, like, I'm not like other girls, but, but kind of, you well, know, I, I feel so similarly where yeah. I would be like, I just don't like girls. Yeah. I but... used to, I used to say that. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> it's not true anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't like me, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think like that, and that's like a valued uh, like in conservative areas, like that's very valued of being like. To be liked by men is 
to mean you're succeeding. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing something right if men want to talk to you. Because um, mm-hmm. women are so vilified. Just over stupid stuff. Just mm-hmm. for being feminine. Yeah. Um, women are vilified. And so that... I think that has to be it, right? Is like I think so. Is to be like, yeah, you know, see how, <laughs> see how much I don't care about women. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. To be, to, it's so easy to be like, just there's so a lot of words for women who are loud or opinionated, mm-hmm. and those words are really easy to use and really easy when you once you use them, those people don't matter anymore. Yeah. You know, and um. You can do it. Women can do it to other women. It's like saying black people can't be racist. Like, women can be sexist as fuck. Mm-hmm. And they are all the time. Um, so I have this, like, theory. Okay, I wrote it yeah. down. So let me see if I can say it again. Okay, so it seems to me that there's a hierarchy of, like, needs or desires. And we're taught as women to be um, liked, right? To be approved of. To be good girls, right? And so the same people who teach us to be good are also, like, we look up to them, right? We admire these people. They're our parents, basically. And they're teaching us, like, be a good girl. Obey people, listen to people, and uh, behave yourself. And then maybe those same people that we admire or different people that we admire or also look up to are saying, you know, be sexual, right? Be like, let me have sex with you. And also, drink this beer, right? Like, I'm going to hand you a beer when you're underage because that will make you more fun. And then that will make it easier to have a good talk with you and maybe have sex with you, right? So while there's these, like, this need to be liked has been taught to us by people from the get-go, and then later, other people that we admire teach us that in order to be liked, you have to do these things. And then... It all gets wrapped up, and then finally you're like, okay, well, I listened to both, and this bad thing happened, and now in order to continue to be liked or continue to be good, I have to keep it to myself. Your your sense of self is devalued when people tell you that you're wrong all the time mm-hmm. in every aspect. So why would these women come forward? Yeah. Why would they? Mm-hmm. Why would anybody come forward and tell the public that they were sexually assaulted by somebody when they know that they are not going to be listened to and the people who did it to them are not going to be punished. Yeah. And also that the people who support them, um, like, revealing that information to, to those people are so scary. Like, so I, so I had this piece. Um, I, I think I shared a photo on Facebook of some people listening to the piece and, like, mm-hmm. inc- you know, and I think I told some people, like, posted it on Facebook ahead of time, like, I'm gonna have this piece if you guys want to come, which was really so scary, because, <laughs> like, sure enough, like, people who showed up were, like, you know, people I'd been friends with for, like, yeah. five years, and I was like, okay, like, yeah. uh, like, obviously I hadn't told, but that's besides the point, because, so I, um, so I posted on Facebook a photo saying thanks everyone who came and listened to my audio piece. Um, a couple people posted and were like, thanks so much for making that. And then I had a couple of family members be like, hey, will you shoot me the link? And then, like, and my grandpa, like, posted, like, two, like, maybe two times. And then I think he might have even, like, messaged me separately. And I couldn't respond to any of them because he was like, would love to hear the piece, like, but have no idea, like, what the topic is about. And... I, uh, like, I can't 
do that because they would like they hear people who would care like care they care about me and they would hear my story and they would believe me and they would support me and I still can't tell them yeah um and it, it um it was really hard to tell my mom even though I knew that she would believe me mm-hmm. because I also felt this responsibility that even though even though this is something that happened to me I still played a role in it mm-hmm. and I was I was raised kind of on the other side of it where maybe my I think my school was kind of surprisingly sex positive. Um, and my, my family is awesome. Like, my parents are both, like, I was raised, like, very, like, not with, like, a feminist agenda, but just with, like, a feminist truth. Um, yeah. Of, like, equality and, like, and a very, like, yeah, sex positive, um, environment. Like, with, like, my mom and it was very easy to, like, talk to her. And, like, even then, I have, like, all of these, like, incredible male role models in my life mm-hmm. and a lot of people who care about me and so in, in that way then it was it, I felt like it was you know like I felt like I had always existed outside of the system that oppresses women Oh, and yeah. I feel like I was given all of the tools that made me think that I this would never happen to me and then it still happened to me, and then I felt like I let down my parents, because I was, oh. like, I saw my phone falling to my mom, and I was like, like, you did everything right, and, like, my yeah. dad was there, you guys had a kid young, but you still made it work, and yeah. my dad's the best, and you're the best, and this thing still happened to me, and, like, I can't, yeah. and I still put myself in this situation, and, th- and that made me feel even more Which powerless, is because- yeah. It's not your fault, right? It's like in that movie. It's not your fault. Um, like, you're not the person who assaulted you. Mm-hmm. Someone else did that, right? And that is the thing that we, like, forget somehow over and over and over again. That it, the assault wouldn't have happened if the person didn't do it. It's so hard for people to come forward um, and put their own face or name on their story um because not only is that scary in um you know just in a community but also I think the other side then makes it more about that person than about the like phenomenon Mm -hmm. the phenomena Mm -hmm. um so so a really important part of this for me was that it wasn't one person's story and none of these people had names and um because because this is like these stories belong to everyone in the world mm-hmm. these aren't just a couple people this is like everyone you pass on the streets like mm-hmm. everyone is like someone is carrying a story like this yeah with with you that you interact with every single day mm-hmm. um and it's and, men and women right yeah it's a lot of men too and that's sorry i didn't mean to yeah. derail you but i just wanted oh, to no. touch on that because I forget. Yeah. yeah, I forget that it's men too, but I had a friend tell me last year, you know, my first, my uh, male friend, my first sexual experience was rape. You know? And it's yeah. like, okay. Like, I am sorry that I don't recognize that often enough. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, yeah. I think I'm totally the same. Yeah. Sorry, keep and, going. Yeah, well, um, well, yeah, I think that when people put, when, when a name is put to a story, then the other side goes after that person, saying that they want right. attention. But here is, like, clearly a group of women who do not want their name on this yes. thing that happened to them. Mm-hmm. They All they want to do is just share it and be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, and then so I think in that way, it just becomes representative of of our country as a whole in mm-hmm. our like community in Missoula. So there's not like a bunch of evil people walking the streets, and that, like, I don't think the person who hurt me is an evil human being, mm-hmm. and I don't think, you know, I fear that he will hurt more people, but think he's capable of a lot of good things like I don't think he has to be this way um people who are generally good do horrible things and hurt people and then sometimes so often they don't even know they did it they can just walk away like that was an interesting night and they don't understand that you're like in shambles they think that's how society works and they think it's acceptable behavior and and then and then even when they don't even when they do hurt people um they think because they're not evil, um, that what they did isn't what it was. Like, you know, they don't think yeah. it's wrong. They don't mm-hmm. call it rape. They're like, I'm, of course I'm not a rapist because I'm not a bad person. Right. And then everyone else around them also tells them that. Right. And so that's something I, like, I don't know what the solution is. I do, I do believe in educating men and boys, you know, how to not, how to, Teaching consent is really important. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, but I think too much of that education uh, just goes over their heads. Yeah. Because they're really like, does. of course. Like, of course I would only. Yeah. Never, of course you know, I would never rape someone. Of course somebody. I would never rape someone. Um, I, you know, or like, oh no, I would never like spike someone's drink. But then they're not totally taught that, like, you know, like. If somebody's some... falling over, like, yeah. <laughs> you don't give them more drinks, you know? Yeah. Like, like those. And then it sucks because so much of it is like. When dudes are drunk too, and everyone's drunk, yeah. and then we have I was this. Say. Yeah, I mean, I obviously like don't rape people. Period. <laughs> like even when everyone's drunk, you just don't rape people, mm-hmm. right? Um, learn to keep in your pants. And my favorite thing is two separate conversations. One where I realized, because I was thinking all boys will rape. Like that was my head, my in my head. Like all guys are gonna have sex with someone when they're too drunk to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I was talking to Matt, and I was like, "Oh, you wouldn't, ding!" And yeah. it was just this like big thing where I was like, "You actually wouldn't." Like I know you so well, you know. Um, yeah. What? That, well, that's I. I still kind of feel like I'm in the first right in that stage of like yeah. And I knew, and then I know like one, like yeah, like this this friend friend of mine, I saw him with a girl, and she was, like, trying to drag him back to, like, mm-hmm. her apartment, and he was, and he was wasted, but, but he was, like, just slurring out, like, no, believe me, I want to, but I can't, no, it's not right, that, and that's how people should remember to be yeah, when they're drunk, and that's, and I, and it, it brings me so much pain that he's an outlier, and that I know, I know. so many other good people would be like, well, okay, and <laughs> would go yeah. back with her. I know, and it is, it's a lot to ask, you yeah. know, um, especially with our society and the way we think about that. Yeah. There was also this other conversation I had with a friend where he was like, God, um, he was like, there's this girl that is really into me, but she's a little young, and I just don't know what to do about it. Ah, and he was like really like troubled, and I was like, just don't have sex with her. And he was like, what? And I was like, you just... <laughs> Yeah. I was like, you just don't have to. You could just not. Like, you could just walk away from that. And he was like, ah, but, ah, but I want to. And that, like, those two things next to each other, it was like, 
okay, we have a problem. Like, the idea that you don't have sex with a woman who wants to have sex with you because you know that you shouldn't and that's a really bad idea when you're freaking sober, like, you're like, sorry, guys, you don't get to have whatever you want in this world. Right. Sometimes you have to think. Yeah. Critically about what you want, whether or not it's right, and then ask yourself, is this going to negatively affect other people? Come up with a name. My neighbor, my sister, explains just kind of, like, what I was talking about in that, like, community sense of just, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, realizing that people, like, right next to me and people who I, like, everyone I reach out to, everyone I talk to, I've, like, been friends with, um, and providing this space to talk about it, um, just made me realize what a shared, what a, like, disgustingly shared experience this is, <laughs> um, so that's what the name is about, um, <clears throat> but you can listen to it, um, by going to my SoundCloud, so if you go to, um, let me see, yeah, soundcloud.com forward slash Halicia, H-A-L-I-S-I-A, and then that will take you to my SoundCloud page, and the piece is my neighbor, my sister. But right. follow my, follow my art projects, um, on my Instagram, I guess, um, which my handle is, uh, Halicia with an H at the end. So, <laughs> thank you so much for coming and talking about this. Thanks for having me. Thanks for continuing the conversation of course. around this topic, because that's the most important thing right now. Yes. Thank you. All right. That was Halicia Hubbard interviewed by me, Tess Falgren. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, we have our website is pretty much good. It's TessFalgren.com slash folks podcast. Check it out. Also SoundCloud and we'll be on iTunes soon. Thanks.